All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. We know the thing, Joe. It's time for the Buff Show. I'll bet you're as bright as you're good looking. Right, Joe. A great lineup today on the Buff Show. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. Corn Pop and everyone else is welcome to call into the show. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Join the conversation. I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. And here's your host, Matt Buff. Welcome to the Buff Show. AM 950, The Answer. FM 94.9, the answer to what, you ask? I am your weekend host, not Matt Buff. I am Daniel Buff, and I am here with my other equally awesome host, Larry Smith. Larry Smith, how are you feeling this weekend? Dude, we're taking calls? I didn't know we were taking calls. Yeah, if you're going to call into the show, call into 407 774 8255. That is 407-774-8255. Now, if you interrupt our flow oh, this weekend... I'm not prepared weekend, for that at all, man. Um, well, anyway, if you go into the show, be prepared to get trolled on if you say something dumb. But if you say something cool, we love it. You know, call in. Um, and if you and, say something smart, we'll probably hire you. Yes, exactly. You know, you might get a lot of money by calling in. So, um, we have already introduced the show, and we're going to go ahead and get into some politics, no? Uh, sure, sure. Go ahead. What do you got? Yeah. Actually, I do want to make one little house-cleaning note here. Uh, until... Until these Republicans that are voting to start a commission on the January 6th uh, tourism thing, until those guys um, just vote them out anyway. Go to our blog and look for the names of those Republicans. Did you see any in Florida there, Larry? I got two of them, man. When we get to it, uh, we can bring that up. I think uh, we got a couple of minutes till. Uh we come back across that. But, uh, yeah, we got the names in Florida. A couple guys in Texas, too, which is uh, disappointing. But uh, one of them wasn't too uh, too unexpected. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about some politics. Uh, I feel like there's a problem for Republicans or anybody kind of right-leaning, you know, anybody who leans to the right. The future of the Republican Party and its leadership is in jeopardy because Trump isn't going to live forever, right? That's true. Yeah. And they're already tarring and feathering him three years ahead of his run. He's probably going to run again. They're already starting criminal investigations into the Trump enterprise. That's the New York Attorney General. Um, There's a commission investigating the January 6th thing, like I've been kind of horribly talking about so far. Um, You know, the commission investigating that, it's ridiculous. Uh, and then, wait a second, though. What would happen, though, people? What would happen if Trump actually won again? China would release a more lethal vi- uh, virus this time. They didn't even get punished for the last virus they released. 
And, you know, there's still a swamp in D.C., so he's got, he would have all those things going against him, even if he did win. So the solution is for us to look to a familiar outsider that we can trust to put America first and consolidate the right. Right? Um, but this solution presents a new challenge. The challenge is uh, the next generation of the left. They will also be competing for control. Uh, you look at Biden, Pelosi, Hillary Clinton. They had to prop her up while she was running. They're all decrepit. Feinstein, they're all just too old to keep going on. So they're going to have to be replaced. And so as a prerequisite, I suggest that um, anybody in the new generation that's interested in office, we should. Uh, make them get into political cage death matches. No? <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Why don't you walk us through that one a little bit then? Well, you know, I'm not just making this up. I know it sounds crazy to say that we should do death matches with, you know, elite people. But trial by combat actually has a history that reaches way back into early Germanic tribal culture. Um. And it's been implemented and uh, mimicked in several societies, you know, throughout time as a means of conflict resolution. And so, you know, people say that slavery wasn't that long ago, and that means that neither were duels. Duels weren't that long ago. You know, Aaron Burr or something like that, right? There was, you know, people shooting each other. Okay. So... Anyway, so we're going to set up political death matches, and we're going to place bets on who's going to win. So I have a few suggestions for those people betting out there on on who's going to take control of the parties. Um, Larry, who do you have your money on in a fight between Hunter Biden and Eric Trump? Oh man, I gotta go with Eric Trump on this. He's uh he's calm, cool, collective. Uh, you know, but I guess it really depends on you know what the challenge is. Because I mean, t- typically, yeah, you know, one uh, one group would choose the venue, and the other group would choose the weapons. So, I mean, what if uh, what if Hunter challenges Eric uh, Eric Trump to a uh, I don't know, like a coke sniffing contest or something? I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of in the bag, man. I mean, I mean, it's like, Oh, I guess we're going to lose that one. You know? Yeah. If I was, if I was just evaluating it now, imagine if Joe Biden was your, uh, boxing coach, you're in the ring and he's like, Oh, he was a left. And then you go in there and you get your ass kicked and he's like, I'm in my left, you know, (laughs) or something. Anyway, but, um, yeah, I think Eric, is tall and linky. He looks durable, and he seems more disciplined than um, than Hunter. He would he would go in there like actually training for it. So that's his benefits. And we all want Eric to win. Of course, we want Eric to win. But Hunter Biden would probably do enough PCP to take out like eight cops or something before he goes in there. And he looks like a biter, doesn't he? Look like somebody who would fight dirty. You could see the wild in his eyes. No, he, he he looks like somebody that's been caged too long. Yeah, he's ready to break out and uh, make a name for himself instead of uh, you know just riding dad's coattails. I think 
I think age 50 is, uh, is where uh, we, he's going to make that decision in life to kind of say, you know what, I'm going to make it on my own. <laughs> now you'll never. <laughs> okay, thanks for having hope in Hunter, though. <laughs> anyway, okay. Let's go ahead. I'm changing my bet. I'm going with Hunter. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, so, and I know we don't want to believe that. Like, we at the Buff Show all want to see Eric Trump dominate that match. But, like, if you think about who would win in just a raw, dirty fight, you, you got to put your money on right. Hunter, dude. You want to make money. All right, who else, all right, who else you got? Who else you got? All right, next match, Ivanka versus Chelsea Clinton. Ooh. Oh, come on, man. I Is there anything really? I mean... Chelsea, I mean, is this even <laughs> something that she's even capable of, you know, considering? I mean, and not to be, not for nothing here, but I mean, I, I don't, I don't see this girl as accomplishing anything outside of her parental of uh, the influence of her parents. I mean, she's gotten every job, even her marriage is arranged by mom and dad, and it's, <laughs> everything about her life is fake. Yeah, yeah, she's married. She's married. Uh, She's married. You know what? We need to do something special on her. That's actually a very interesting story if people don't know about it. It's who she's married to is incredibly important. And the guy that she's married to is the son of one of the very big Solinsky uh, guys uh, from the 60s. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So that they kept it close. They kept that very close to, close in-house there. Yeah, they, it was a very much an arranged marriage, uh, modern-day arranged marriage. It's uh, pretty interesting. We can do that some other time. That's not a big deal. I don't see, I don't see Chelsea being worth anything to anybody at any point, uh, you know. But that's that's the children of rich people, you know. That very rarely do they. And that's well, the cool thing about so, is everything is the apples don't fall far from trees. And man, his say what you will about Donald Trump, man, but his kids are very exceptional people, and that really does speak to the quality of mentorship and education that they've gotten their whole lives. It's pretty impressive. You do not see that in successive generations in Americans nowadays, especially among the upper class. Usually, I mean, you, you end right. up with the hunters. We got like a minute. Hunters. We got like a minute before we have to go to break. So I got to get through the rest of the matches. I'm sorry. I got to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Ivanka versus Chelsea. I think that Ivanka has such grace and stuff. She might have some secret like ninja stuff that you don't know about. So we can't count her out. But Chelsea Clinton obviously is probably an inbred or something, right? She looks like, I think Hillary and Bill Clinton are like probably related very not too far down the line. So she's not only probably an inbred, she probably has retard strength. And so, you know, you can't count her out of the thing. So Ivanka versus Chelsea, where you got your money? You got to make a decision. You got to make a decision, bro. Uh, you know what? You convinced me. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Chelsea again on this one. I've seen retard strength, man. I mean, it's, it's crazy stuff, you know? All right, we're gonna we're gonna pick this segment up after the break. Uh, are we going to break here. We're going to break here. You guys keep listening. We're gonna keep going down on this rabbit hole. Cutting edge. 
change. I see this election cycle as liberty versus tyranny. Addressing those issues where faith and culture intersect. Buzzsaw Media. Freedom isn't free. You have to fight for it. Cut through all the ambivalence, propaganda, and misinformation. Buzzsaw Media is razor sharp. Assembling documentaries, presentations, podcasts, and various communication tools to disseminate the knowledge both to those who may agree or disagree. There are people in this country who would love to see this country fail. There are people waiting to see this country on fire. Enter into a personal quest for truth. Buzzsaw Media, YouTube, Facebook, and on all social platforms. Seek the truth. Buzzsaw Media. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. Happy hour every day of the week and all day Sunday. Dollar off drafts and house wines, $2 off well liquors. And Liam Fitzpatrick's has tons of special events this weekend. It's brunch with $10 champagne, then Monday's trivia night. Liam Fitzpatrick does catering and has a private room for your meetings and parties. Mention the Buff Show and get 10% off your order. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. LiamFitzpatrick's.com. You work hard for your money. Did you know when you pay rent, you're probably paying the landlord's mortgage? Eddie Tavares from EXP Realty can help you change that from helping you get pre-approved to finding your new home. Eddie Tavares will help you every step of the way. Call Eddie Tavares now at 407-747-9944. That's 407-747-9944. EddieTavares.exprealty.com. Whenever Biden speaks, fact-checkers get the night off. Not here. This is where conservative warriors come for the truth. The Mad Buff Show on AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Hey, we're back again, and we're going to have to pick up where we left off. I think that this conversation has been going great. If you guys are just now tuning in, you need to realize that we've been talking about political death matches uh, between the elite's children, because the older people are starting to, you know, get, they're too ripe. They're like raisins, you know? Like, if you look at Nancy Pelosi and you think about a vegetable, you're going to think about, like, a prune or raisin or something. So, the first match was Hunter versus Eric Trump. We all want Eric Trump to win, but we know that Hunter Biden is going to probably be... Significant advantages. Significant. He's got yeah. life advantages. He's been in the yeah. wild. Eric Trump is going to be like, no, I'm not going to do any steroids before the fight because I'm an honest guy. And Hunter's going to be like, give me all the PCP, right? You know, it's like, it's not even fair, really. Okay. And then Ivanka Trump versus Chelsea Clinton. Uh, you know, I mean, that that one speaks for itself. I mean, I would love to believe that Ivanka has some cool ninja stuff. I'd love to believe that. But, you know, if you just went on aesthetics alone, Chelsea Clinton's pretty vicious as well, Um, at least at face value. Okay, so the third one is, um, I would say, Baron Trump versus the Bush twins. But they're probably like in their twenties now, right? I don't know the name. Yeah, that's not. You know, you know who you know who would make a good matchup for Baron <laughs> is uh, no Hunter Hunter Biden Hunter Biden's illegitimate stripper son or son <laughs> by the stripper. So I think that would make it, dude. Uh, I I don't even know where to find this person's name. I mean, uh, Joe Biden like completely disavowed the whole the whole thing during the election. So I mean. <laughs> It's like you just yeah like I, I mean, maybe wait till he grows up a little bit. I mean he is a little younger than you know he's probably only like what 
a year and a half, two years old. But uh, bro, you know, he's not really a big tall guy or anything. I mean, maybe uh, maybe maybe Hunter Biden's guy son, illegitimate son, could catch up to Barone, but. Dude, I hate to do this, but I want to kind of revisit the Chelsea Clinton. I want to just, I'm sorry, I'm going to be regressive here. I think that... Go for it. I think that Bill Clinton's best children were spilled onto Monica Lewinsky's dress. All right, anyway, sorry. I had to say that. Ah, man. Yeah. We were, you know what? This was such a classy... An intelligent show, and you just had to drop that kind of thing on there. I mean, talk about regressive, brother! Oh my god, it was like a back in the barracks or something. So Baron versus um, right? <laughs> was, anyway, so all right, and I don't know who any of Obama's daughters' names are. And if you call into the show and tell us, we're going to troll on you. Do not call into the show and tell us. It's like you shouldn't be listening to this show if you do that. So um, we're going to have to move on. We're going to have to move on from the kids because I've run out of elite kids um, to the wives. Can we do wives now? Oh, absolutely. political death matches. All right. How about Michelle Obama versus Melania Trump? Who you got your money on? Well, you know, regardless of who I got my money on, man, this is a great segue <laughs> to talk about trans, trans sports, transgenders in sports. Then, so I don't like the word transgenders because that's just a euphemism for you know people that mutilate their genitals and force their ideas on everybody else. So I don't believe in that. Um, what are we looking at here? In time, okay. So I think the regular talking points when it comes to transgenders in the sports is that we got to protect the women and girls from men who want to dominate them in their own categories and possibly unnecessarily injure them, right? Isn't that the regular talking point on the right? Yeah, one okay. would think, unless you can like consider the UFC for crying out loud. And then they're just, think, you know, they're yeah. putting these... Uh, women's UFC, they got these people in there like, oh, I'm a, I'm a trans, uh, trans woman. I'm going to come in there and just beat the tar out of women and, you know, put both hands up like I want or something like that. I mean, this is like, I mean, any other venue you would, that's like five to 10 years in prison. You do that anywhere yeah. else except like the UFC or professional sports. One of the best arguments that I've loosely heard is that you're not allowed to use steroids in sports. So it's almost like testosterone is a natural steroid. So it's, you know, it's like having steroids, you know, in now anyway, but I don't agree. I think that until women in sports, um, until people like, you know, Rapinoe, do you know who Rapinoe is? Oh, yeah, yeah, the soccer, soccer, girl. Purple soccer, girl. soccer girl. Yeah. And tell her, tell people like her, shut their stupid mouths about pay gaps, et cetera. Uh, then, you know, we should make it mandatory that women play in the NFL, like on the defensive line against males. Well, okay. You know, you've heard about, uh, you know, you know, the WNBA, right? What does WNBA stand for? Uh, women, they do lack. Basketball stuff, no? Women, Women's National Basketball Association. Okay, got it. 
Now, is it the NBA <laughs> or is it the MNBA? And the answer is no, it's the NBA. Okay, now are women allowed to play in the NBA, yes or no? Well, of course they are. I, but the problem yeah, is probably, the, technically, best, yeah. the best female NBA WNBA player is not even a match for the worst player in the NBA. They're not even close. There was a, uh, even on the soccer thing with the Rapino thing, they did this like big, uh, you know, charity event thing where they had like, you know, the best, I, I don't think it was New York, uh, New York state soccer champions was like some 15, 16, 17 year old boys. And they played the women's national soccer team and they beat the tar out of them for crying out loud. It wasn't even, it was not even, uh, you know, close in competition. It's like, man, okay. You want money, perform better. Period. Stop complaining yeah. simply on the merits of you not being as good. They're like, oh, well, we never had the chance and the opportunity. It's not our fault we're female. Well, yeah, but it's your fault you're playing soccer, in, in a, or even more so specifically, it's your fault you're playing in something that no one really even cares about. Who watches women's soccer? Who watches women's basketball? Like, nobody. I've never met anybody. Name, name a team in women's basketball. I, I can't oh, the, I um, tell you anything. I couldn't even do it. Not no, even a team. I, I was I was about to make one up, but it was it's a word that you can't use. It's not FCC compliant. So this, this oh, yeah, it's a, the C words versus the bleeders. The bleeders are coming at you. Yeah, the bleeders. Uh, <laughs> there you go, man. We were, we were so anyway. classy and intelligent and you you brought back into the ditches. Anyway, you know, in our society, the, the weird kind of ironic thing that's going on is that males are pretty much expendable because people feel entitled to what we offer, and so they don't acknowledge us in our society. You know what I'm saying? It's like we're more likely to die in dangerous jobs. We're more likely to die in general. Well, Any woman that's... You yeah, exactly. You've, well, you've heard about the whole thing. They did this a couple of years ago. They called it a day without a woman. You heard about this, right? No. All right, this is big, like, right during the election, maybe a little before it kind of got kick-started, like, between the primary that summer of 20, you know, 20, well, maybe late 2019, we'll say. And it's a day without a woman. It's like, okay, all women in America don't show up to work to show the influence of, oh, yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it okay, really yeah, made dude. such an impact. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no. Really like, did. the next day, like, dude, that was the single largest stock market increase in American history. It went up, like, 1,500 <laughs> points. I mean, unemployment dropped overnight. People, workplace satisfaction went up. It was ridiculous. It's like, oh, my Children gosh, got to spend time with their mother. Hey, next year, yeah. next year, can you guys take a whole month? You know, just a, a month without a woman in the workplace. So, I mean, let's get some stuff done here. But, I mean, in, you know, that's kind of funny and stuff. But if you go the other end of that, well, to to your point, uh, can you imagine a day without a man? <laughs> you couldn't do it. A day. You couldn't go six hours without men. Like, all right, guys, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., all men just stop doing what you're doing. Dude, you would, you would cripple the country. And that's only a few hours worth. Because of all the essential tasks that are done by these incredibly hardworking guys who are doing it, if not for just themselves and their own livelihoods, they're doing it for their families, they're doing it for their communities. 
And man, they are they are really unsung heroes. And they don't complain think, about it ever. That's the best thing about it. They never I think, complain. I think I think we got like two minutes before the next commercial break. And I know it's unprofessional it's for me to point that out. So I kinda wanna It's good to be a guy. Well, leftists act as though we don't protect women, even though we give them an elevated status over men. You know what I'm saying? We don't expect women to go um, pick up the heavy loads and all this stuff. And feminists, they sit there and pretend that they're the victims of a patriarchy. And these feminists are using males as a shield against outside threats. You know, and then they use the peace that's provided by that. There's to complain about, they want more money and status. My theory there's two things is that our society... Go ahead. There's two things that feminism I, cannot survive without. Two things. Modern society yeah, and air conditioning. Modern society and air conditioning? Yeah. Two things. They can't, they can't survive without them. They need both. Because everything's already been built. And it's incredibly comfortable to show up to work. Without those two things, feminism doesn't exist. You know, that really lends weight to my theory. Our theory my theory is that our society has lost touch with what allowed us to, the ingenuity to make, you know, air conditioners and all that stuff and to build the infrastructure that we all just take for granted these days, apparently. So yeah. men and women are not equal in every way. Their attributes is, you know, a difference. Uh, we need more female representation in mass shootings. If women want to be equal, you know, we need more female mass shooters. There's not any female mass shooters. Or female rapists. Maybe more female rapists. Yeah, we need more female rapists out there. Alright, we're going to break. <laughs> Next segment. Don't worry, we're going to have a new segment. Did you want to do this? Welcome back to the Buff Show. You're hanging out on the weekend edition with Larry and Daniel. And we have a lot more material to get to here. Um, Unfortunately, we only have an hour to work with. So we're going to have to go ahead and, and talk to the audience here. You know, Larry, are you there? He's not even there. Okay, so I'm going to tell you guys, if you're offended by what we've been talking about, you shouldn't even be listening to this show. You should be... You should watch... Dude, sorry about that. Oh. My bad. No, it's cool, man. I I thought... uh, Anyway, so I was just talking to the audience about if you're offended by what we're talking about, what should they do, Larry? (laughs) <laughs> well, let's let's uh, recap real quick here um, on the feminism thing. Dude, listen, I don't like stereotypes women or people as far as men or women, black, you're an individual. If you're strong, independent, responsible, it has nothing to do with you being a man. It's nothing to do with you being it. If I'm stereotyping men being strong and well, running society, it's simply to put the finger in the face of this feminist liberal movement that's destroying our families in our social structure. Your, I don't know, my wife's a perfect example. Man, that, she is a glue that holds, holds us together. She does a great job. But it's not because she's a feminist, not because she's a woman, because she's an independent, intelligent, strong person. And she loves her strong. country. She loves her country. 
And that's why that's important. But anyways, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm glad that you recapped on that. You know, it's weird that, you know, it, you know, people aren't paying as much attention as they think they are. Anyway, so if you're offended by our show, you shouldn't be watching this. I'm going to steal your joke, Larry. I'm going to say you should be watching The View. Go watch those big, hideous, fat hogs oink about a bunch of anti-American propaganda. Go do that instead, right? Hey, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, it's good entertainment. Good entertainment. Yeah, go watch CNN's Brian Stelter's Kindle crotch talk about how he can't wait to tell his wife and his boyfriend about his new ratings, right? <laughs> and, uh, I don't realize, is like, talk, talk radio, man. That's like canaries in the coal mines. If you stop hearing the canaries, man, start paying attention because something bad's about to happen. As long as there's people out on the radio that are able to make fun of something or talk bad about something and keep speaking their minds on some things, you're going to be okay. As soon as you stop hearing it, uh-oh, we might want to start paying attention to what's going on around us here. Yeah. You know, the canaries in the coal mine is, is a certain kind of way uh, to think about, I don't know, a lot of things. But instead of being a canary in the coal mine, if you're offended by what we're talking about, you should go listen to Ben Shapiro talk about cancel culture. As Soon as Conservative Inc. has proceeded to ban all the American First Movement from their events and fundraisers, right? Yeah. You know, you know, you go around and pretend to be so sensitive about us telling jokes about people that literally want you dead. They want your family to have no rights or happiness or even the pursuit of. Uh, you know, be all offended about that. But meanwhile, your government is just a criminal pedo enterprise uh, for all intents and purposes. They're Satanists uh, rewarding each other with medals of freedom as they strip you of your rights. Um, you know, they call themselves public servants as they suck all of the resources out of multiple countries and commit so many crimes that if you and I did that, if we did this, uh, they'd put us in a cage forever, you know, kill us. They'd Epstein us, right? Case, Epstein's back case, in the news. Case in, point, case in point, the last year, 2020, with the whole COVID lockdowns and all this stuff, I mean, name the government employee that lost one dollar in their paycheck or had to readjust their schedule. <laughs> they probably, yeah, they probably gave themselves a bonus. No, that doesn't exist. In fact, I mean, most school boards probably voted in a three and a half percent increase, like ours did. You know, to their paychecks and stuff. They're like, what happened? Like, did property taxes get shut off? Did income? No, nothing. Nothing got relieved. You're still paying the same in taxes. But they still got the same amount of in their in the because they still wanted the same in their checks. They didn't get shut down. We got shut down. These are the people that framed Trump for several different crimes that they themselves were committing, and they made it a policy as they did it. So, and then you know another crime is that they brainwashed the simple-minded and willing into thinking that saying it's okay to be white is the biggest domestic threat to national security. You know, that's crazy, right? And these are people that crush businesses, economies. Go ahead. What's that? Just like, just like this uh, January 6th commission thing where they're like trying to like 
nail down what happened on January 6th and the events leading up to it. It's like, didn't you guys already do the uh, impeachment trial on Trump? Didn't you know what happened before you did the impeachment? All you're doing when you say, and these jackass Republicans that jumped on board, and I will name a few of them in Florida here, they jumped on board and said, we got to find out what happened. Okay, then. What you're saying is, is the entire impeachment thing, nobody knew what was going on when they did the impeachment. That's why you have to have a commission to find out what happened then. Like, what are you trying to dig up? I thought you had all the information. And speaking to that point, okay, just the, the two here, you got uh, Maria Elvira Salazar. She's uh, south, it's like south side Miami. And uh, Carlos Jimenez, he's uh, down in South Florida. Now, I understand they might be running up against, uh, you know, some demographic voting issues because of the big cities and stuff like that. But for crying out loud, if you want to represent the United States of America or your communities in the United the, uh, Congress of the United States of America, have that to at least stand up and say, you know what, I'm going to do the right thing regardless of my chances at reelection. You'd be surprised at how many people stand up and support you if you would do the right thing. But guess what? Those two Republican representatives in South Florida said, no, we're not. We're going to act like a bunch of jackasses just like the rest of the Democrats. Um, you know what? You really said it very well there. Um, but, you know, these people, they went and crushed businesses, economies, education, your children, families, fear of viruses, that has a 99% survival rate. And they used a crackhead that died in police custody. He overdosed in police custody to, like, start riots all over the place. And they're worried about a January 6th commission. Come on, man. Like, who are the real, you know insidious people. So anyway, those appropriate, that are li- appropriate use of the phrase, come on, man, by the way. Yeah. So, but anyway, those are the, the people that are listening to this show who are smart enough to understand what we're talking about and brave enough to face the implication of these things. You should be proud of yourselves. You're the last thing standing in the way of total corporate takeover of the world. And these entities will not let you be free. They want you dead. If you're not useful to them, they'll use you like a Dixie cup. So, and then, you know, for those of you, you know, I travel, right. You know, I travel a lot. So, and don't think that you're on your own here. I mean, I'm all, I'm, I deliver antiques to the lower 48. I hit every state in the country at least once or twice a year. I mean, Maine, North Dakota, all the ones no one ever goes to, I go to at least once a year. And there's people all over the place. I had this conversation with a guy up in Long Island uh, probably August of last year, so right before the election. And, man, it was one of the funniest and uplifting things because uh, he sees my license plates, and he's like, you know, I'll use the Long Island accent because it was just hilarious. He's like, are you from Texas? Oh, honey. Honey, honey, come here. He's from Texas. He's from Texas. Oh, son, son, you won't believe what they're trying to pull here. This, this governor and this mayor, I tell you what, son, you do, you vote for Trump. I tell you what, you vote for Trump. Now, here's $5,000. Find <laughs> yeah. yourself a cup of coffee. Dude, that was hilarious. I was like, this is Long Island, New York. Well, I'm like 15 miles from New York City, and this guy's telling me that they're telling me to vote for Trump. 
because he saw a license plate that I was from Texas. So that's what's going to happen nowadays. You're going to see Texas. You're going to see Florida, see South Dakota, a few of these other places. And you're like, wow, these are really actually good people. They have good values. And look at their economies. They're doing great. Their country, their communities are holding together, and they're moving forward. Why can't we do that here? we just got to stay together and keep moving in the right direction. I'm glad DeSantis and our, our governor over in Texas, Abbott, I'm glad they got on board with our girl from South Dakota, who's the real hero here, because everyone else was late to the game. But she stood up right away and said, you know what, absolutely not. This is how we're going to do things, and we're not going to violate our citizens' rights. Everybody else in the country was late to the game, including Abbott and including DeSantis. And so if there's anybody listening that calls themselves a conservative and you're worried about what we're saying, you should realize this. You will not win playing by the left's rules. They're better at that game. You will not be protected by the government by being a good boy and a good girl and with your compliance and your obedience and your conditioning with the masks and all this stuff. Now, listen, pick your battles wisely. You know, but know that if we keep tolerating the behavior of these people, they are going to eventually win. They're not winning yet. And I feel like I can speak for Larry and Matt and the Buff show and myself saying that we will remain resolved to bring the truth to you in a world where it's way easier to manufacture lies, you know? No. Um, and. And so what we're going to get into next for the final segment of this show, we're going to talk about the poison that is seeping into our society, this strapping young people with guilt and all this. We're going to get into that. I feel like that we should get into um, what is being labeled as white supremacy these days. What do you think, Larry? Is that a good place to go with this show or no? I uh, mean, I think uh, I, I think that's an excellent place to end up for today. All right. So, in the meantime, I want to talk about some. I think we're coming up to a hard break here soon. I don't know how long. I'm not very, not very professional, and you really don't care because it's the weekend show. You're not supposed to be professional. Flip those props. Those props are done on that side. Flip them. Oh, here we go. So flip those blocks, babies. We'll be back soon to talk about some CRT, baby. Since 2012, Cellulartronics has been providing Central Florida with the best phone repair, electronics repair, and computer repair. They fix all electronics from iPhone, Samsung, Sony, and many more. They also do TV repair and fix your tablets. Right now, you can get a glass back cover for the iPhone 8 to an iPhone X for only $95. iPhone 11 and up back covers are only $120. They've got two locations to serve you, one in Sanford, the other in DeBerry. Visit Cellulartronics.com or call them at 386-516-6185. That's 
CellularTronics.com or call them at 386-516-6185. Cellulartronics, cutting edge. I see this election cycle as liberty versus tyranny. Addressing those issues where faith and culture intersect. Buzzsaw Media. Freedom isn't free. You have to fight for it. Cut through all the ambivalence, propaganda, and misinformation. Buzzsaw Media is razor sharp. Assembling documentaries, presentations, podcasts, and various communication tools to disseminate the knowledge both to those who may agree or disagree. There are people in this country who would love to see this country fail. There are people waiting to see this country on fire. Enter into a personal quest for truth. Buzzsaw Media, YouTube, Facebook, and in all social platforms. Seek the truth. Buzzsaw Media. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. Happy hour every day of the week and all day Sunday. Dollar off drafts and house wines, $2 off well liquors. And Liam Fitzpatrick's has tons of special events this weekend. It's brunch with $10 champagne, then Monday's trivia night. Liam Fitzpatrick does catering and has a private room for your meetings and parties. Mention the Buff Show and get 10% off your order. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. LiamFitzpatrick's.com. And God bless this beautiful nation. What else has to be said, right? This is The Buff Show. Welcome back to your final weekend segment on The Buff Show. I feel like we have a caller. Is there a caller on the line? Welcome back. Dude, I don't know what to do. Uh, Is there a caller? (laughs) I believe there's a caller. Is there a caller on the line? Hello, caller. You're on the line. You're you're live in front of thousands and thousands of people. Are you there? No? Okay. So we're going to talk about... Dude, I want to say something about what happened. Is, I feel like... Is that my... Okay, I feel, I'm hearing a huge, huge echo. Hello? Okay, just get it's gone. Hand. Matt, are you there? Okay. Daniel, go on. Very professional. Jeez, every time I start talking, I feel like there's another voice going. And, you know, Larry. Go for it. Hello? Hello? Hey, Larry, you're there, right? I'm, Dude, I'm here. Go. Okay, sorry. I keep hearing, like, every time I talk, I feel like somebody's saying something that's weird. Okay. We all- We're going to talk about the abuse of guilt and snitches and compliance and charisma of global homo actors. And um, it's probably going to be a running theme on our show that um, that this is happening. The subject is internalized white supremacy. And I'm going to read you a little bit from an article that was written like a year ago, but we're seeing a resurgence of this kind of theory these days. So the Smithsonian race guidelines, and you saw this happen with Coca-Cola and Disney. A lot of people have leaked out the training materials that they're telling their, uh, you know, peasants. <laughs> I mean, no, they're, they're workers. Uh, about, you know, racial guidelines and rational thinking and hard work or white values is basically what they're saying. So the Smithsonian Museum of African American History and Culture recently unveiled guidelines for talking about race. I don't think I need to go much more into it right there. I think we can just go to the chart that they 
put on on their on their <laughs> messaging board, right? Can we just talk about that? We got like so many minutes left. Go for it. Are you there? Cool. I'm here. Okay. Yeah, so I'm I'm really sorry that I was, you know, stumbling all around there. I thought we had a caller and and I'm not a professional. And you know what? It's the weekend. We're not supposed to be freaking professional on the weekend. That's a white lie. Okay, so the guidelines for talking about race according to the NMAAHC, nice acronym there. That's very, it just rolls right off the tongue, right? Uh, they posted aspects and assumptions of whiteness and white culture in the United States. There's a paragraph that starts this out. Don't worry, this is going to get really funny, dude. You're going to be cracking up really soon. The white dominant culture or whiteness refers to the ways that white people and their traditions, attitudes, and the ways of life have been normalized over time. Uh-oh, they got normalized over time and are now considered standard practices in the United States. Uh-oh. And since white people still hold most of the institutional power in America, we have all internalized some aspects of white culture, including people of color have internalized this. So even if, if you're a conservative, if you're Ben Carson, watch out. Okay. So the first thing on the list is rugged individualism. There's three bullet. Well, there's four bullet points under this, but they're not good at, you know, um, you know, organizing. So r- rugged individualism, Larry. Okay. Uh, there's a problem with uh, alpha male. Yeah, they got a picture of a guy lifting weights. It's like a bathroom character with weights and wearing a red tank top. It says rugged individualism is the primary unit. The individual is the primary unit. That's number one. That's whiteness. That's white supremacy. Self-reliance. Ooh, white supremacy. Independence and autonomy, highly valued plus rewarded. Ooh, white supremacy. Individuals assumed to be in control of their environment. Quote, you get what you deserve. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Quality of outcome is rugged individualism. It's white supremacy. Okay. Next is family structure. The nuclear family. Uh, Colin, father, mother, 2.3 children is an ideal social unit. Husband is a breadwinner, head of household, wife is a homemaker, subordinate to the husband. Children should have their own rooms, comma, be independent. (laughs) I love that one. The 2.3 children. Which point seven of that child is missing? I want to know what kind of academic condescending bull pseudo crap that is right (laughs) we're gonna have to move on because we only have like a few minutes left of the show so what do you have to say about that though the family structure well i mean family structure but i mean race theory in general i mean it's (laughs) the only reason racism still exists in america is is the exact same reason we go to we have religion and we drill for oil there's good money in it that's the only reason these people that are pumping the critical race theory thing it is insane the amount of money they're making through government contracts right now and not just well what you just said is a bunch of white supremacy 
And we're going to have to move. We're going to have to keep going forward because we want to cover all this. I like what you're saying, dude. We're going to, we're definitely going to have that as a running theme. If we, if we're allowed back on the air after this, I think we're doing a good job of not saying that, uh, we got through last week. If we got through last week, there's no way they're kicking us off ever. (laughs) Okay. So there's another thing about internalized white supremacy. It's emphasis on scientific method. Three bullet points under emphasis on scientific method. Objective, rational, linear thinking. Oh, no. Cause and effect relationships. Ooh, that is the whitest. And quantitative emphasis, like the 1350 Brigade. Um, <laughs> quantitative emphasis. You know, it's really racist of you to put out point out that 50% of the crimes are being create, uh, committed by, you know, 6 or 7% of the population, right? Well, okay. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you said what that means, man. I'm trying to figure out what quantitative meant. Yeah, quantitative emphasis. <laughs> it's like counting is racist, right? <laughs> That's what they're saying. Beautiful. You're putting too much... Um, you know, emphasis on the fact that there's this many people committing these kind of crimes. That's very, you know, racist. I wanna, I'm going to skip over race uh, history. I'll go through it real fast, but, like, there's so many more funny ones about how racist it is to be white. So history based on North, Northern European immigrants' experience in the United States, heavy focus on British Empire, for the primacy of Western... Greek, Roman, and Judeo-Christian tradition. You know, anyway. Okay, Protestant work ethic is the next one. Hard work is the key to success. That's white supremacy. Back up on that real quick, though. When you talk about the emphasis on British or other Western, yeah, because they're the only ones that wrote anything down, you idiots. (laughs) I like how everybody's like... You know, name the sheikh white people the African continent for crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> Europeans are the only things writing anything down. So if you're learning about history, there's really only one set of history that you can learn from. Yeah, <laughs> literally that. All right, Protestant work ethic. I know we could talk about this all night long. Anyway, work. Hard work is the key to success is a problem. Uh, work before play is <laughs> work before play is somehow white supremacy. And the third bullet point under Protestant work ethic is quote, if you didn't meet your goals, you didn't work hard enough. <laughs> well this it's is a what problem. They, they uh they need to take the cast to Big Bang Theory. And just do another, like, a follow-on show called Critical Race Theory and just roll with it. Dude, it'd be gold. And you wouldn't even have... Okay, we got to get through this chart, man. We got to keep going. We got to keep going, okay? Because it doesn't stop there. It's religion. Christianity is the norm. Uh, Anything other than Judeo-Christian traditions is foreign. No tolerance for deviation from single God concept. That's obviously just a lie okay we have so many more to go through status and power authority future orientation time time is racist if you're spending your time listening to this show you're definitely following your rigid time schedules and time is viewed as a commodity here time is money because we're racist and we're ethnocentric and we hate anybody who doesn't look like us 
So go to thebuffshow.com slash shop and order yourself some nice bling. And Larry, I want to thank you for being such a cool um, equal host, you know. You've been doing a great job today. I feel like this show went off pretty well. What do you think? Wow, man. I, uh, I, I don't know where to take. That's such a wonderful compliment, Daniel. Have a great week. All right, man. Hey, there's still aesthetics after time, and then holidays are racist. It's all racist until we don't do it anymore. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Be safe. FM